You're listening to the Audacious Church Leadership Podcast. We know this will be an incredible resource for your life. So stay focused, listen up, and thanks for joining us. We are here again on the Audacious Leadership Podcast, and we're glad you're here too. We've got something great that we want to talk to you about today, or we want you to talk to each other about as well, and it's quite old school sounding, but we believe it's going to be really helpful for us, and it is this word, perseverance. That's right. The Bible says in James 1 verse 2 to 4, we're reading in the Message Translation, it says, Consider it a sheer gift, friends, when tests and challenges come at you from all sides. You know that under pressure, your faith life is forced into the open and shows its true colours. So don't try to get out of anything prematurely. Let it do its work so that you become mature and well-developed, not deficient in any way. That's what we want for our audacious leaders. We want you to be mature and not deficient. Well-developed yeah, and not deficient in any way. Yes, that's what we're talking about. So many parts of that scripture help us, uh, and we're going to go through them, but just off the bat, just springs to mind the um, not trying to get in, out of anything prematurely um, and all of that. We know that that's definitely something that affects us as leaders, trials and all of that stuff, which we associate with things not going well, but in reality, the Bible's teaching us here that there's a different, there's something else going on. That's right. So what we want to um, hone in on and uh, really get embedded into our spirit, into our soul and into us as people is that trials are not bad. That they're they're actually an avenue where God can help us mature, develop us and actually take our faith to a new level. There are obviously trials that we go through that that are self-inflicted and there are trials that we have no control over whatsoever. I don't think it really matters. I think that any challenge, any difficulty is an opportunity for us to press into God. Yes. So the first thing we need to know is that um, we need challenges in our lives in order to be mature. Maturity is not an age thing. It's not like, yeah, I've been on the planet long enough and now I'm mature. In our Christian walk, maturity only, it I mean, let's think about that, only comes through expressing our faith when there is resistance, when there is some trial or some challenge that we're going through. I mean, rather than necessarily trying to uh, assign blame for the trials in our lives to either, you know, the devil or even God... Um, let's just make a leader's decision that when, not if, when the trials come, we're actually going to see this as an opportunity to develop maturity and to grow and all of those kind of things. We can spend so long um, missing out on the fruit of what is actually a a fruitful season um, because we actually associate success and progress with times of ease. Absolutely. Uh, I think what what we want is that we want audacious leaders to know that uh, challenges aren't because God doesn't love us and it's not because he is a bad God or that, you know, he 
he's forgotten us. He blesses everybody else. He, he, you know, answers everybody else's prayers immediately with the suddenlies um, and everybody else gets what they want um, and God doesn't answer our prayers. But that's not, that's never the case, that God is always for us. He is always good. He's always got our best interests at heart as well as everybody else's. Sometimes he doesn't um, come through in the way that we want him to, but that doesn't necessarily mean that his heart is any less for us um, than anybody else. These times are a chance for us to exercise something that is part of the DNA of every Christian and the DNA of audacious leaders, and that is perseverance. Absolutely. If you think about anything meaningful or spectacular or awesome or great or good in your life, it has not come cheap. It has not come easy. And nine times out of 10, it's not come quick. But the things that really mean something, the things that we perhaps see in other people's lives and we see the magic moment, but we don't see the process. And we have to commit to the process, and the process takes perseverance. Uh, obvious illustration is a diamond, you know, forged or, or created rather under great pressure. Um, and if you look back over your life, you actually already know this because you have been through stuff before. And you came out the other side. Not only did you survive, but you learned some lessons. And we need to... Um, and you were stronger for it. Absolutely. And we, we a need diamond's to, not just pretty. No. It's like one of the most strong substances on the planet. It can cut glass. It's It has incredible properties. I love... You know, diamonds are seen as a luxurious, um, opulent, kind of, you know, reserved for... Just beautifying um, in jewelry and and in different in different ways, it's not really seen as a functional, you know, just get the job done kind of thing. And I think we've got to remind ourselves that you are God's workmanship. The Bible talks about God fashioning us, and anything that is a masterpiece, anything that is beautiful and incredible and awe inspiring and breathtaking, has always come through hard work, through perseverance, uh, through challenge. Um, I'm thinking of the Statue of David. I'm thinking about the Sistine Chapel. I'm, ta- I'm thinking about anything that we, that we prize as, as a people. Um, um, we often listen to the backstory and you don't realise just how much sacrifice and, you know, and challenges came against that project actually taking place um, it makes you realize, wow, you know, there is incredible fruit to perseverance. Let, let's just stop for a minute and think about the times in recent, in recent times when you have said, oh, you know, why is this happening to me? And it is actually the right question to ask, but we're not really asking why in the right context. We're just like, oh my gosh, why is this happening to me? Uh, you know, doesn't God love me? If we ask the same question, but um, actually think about it, then um, we're actually on the right tracks. We're saying, okay, 
what is God? Another way of saying, why is this happening to me is, okay, what is God showing me through this particular thing I'm going through, this trial, this challenge, this um, tough season, call it what you want. But um, I think we need to come back to that question again and again. What is God trying to show me or teach me or even just like what is God saying What's really going on here is a question that we've asked before as leaders, and I think we need to keep doing that. One of the uh, experiences I've had recently um, was when I stopped sleeping, and that was an incredibly challenging um, situation. Uh, I know that other people go through more challenging circumstances and challenges. Um, For example, maybe bereavement or um, sickness or... You know, it. Well, I mean, fill in of, the fill in the blanks. Fill in the it blanks. could be anything. The, it could be anything. It doesn't. This is not a competition in terms of you know what challenge is bigger than yeah. another. But <laughs> my scars are bigger than yours. <laughs> but stopping sleeping was really difficult for me because I didn't understand uh, what was happening, and my first reaction was blame, blame myself. Um, my second reaction was, where is God? Um, you know, my third reaction was, how do I get out of this? Because this is bad and um, God's purpose for my life surely is not that I endure this um, challenge and hardship. Um, and I went through all of those things to get to a place where I thought, okay, I think God is here. He's with me. And that perhaps he wants to do something in this situation in me going through this situation and I need to embrace the pressure. I need to embrace the difficult. I need to embrace the challenge and and press into God. One of the things that was really um, apparent is that it was an opportunity to press into God like I hadn't done before because sometimes pressure, challenge necessitates to do things that you wouldn't normally do. So I pressed into God in a way that I'd never done before. It was a chance to really immerse myself in his comfort, in his love, in his grace, in his truth, uh, almost like a, an intense booster shot. And uh, I know that coming out of that uh, season, which was for me a long season, I don't think I, I really felt myself um, until 12 months later, maybe even a little bit longer. It was, it was incremental, my, um, improvement, but you know, it's like anything at the beginning, I didn't see any improvement, didn't feel like anything was happening. Um, and yet I just took the opportunity to, to really get into God's presence. And I'm grateful for that. Even if nothing else had changed, the fact that I could do that was a gift. Praise God. I think if we recognize that diamonds are forged or, or created under pressure um, and that there's treasure in the challenge, in other words, perseverance leads to character development and ultimately maturity, that means that as leaders, we have to have two two responses in mind to this revelation. Firstly, is that in our own lives, we have to not, um, just like the scripture says, prematurely get out of things, but ask the questions, what is God saying? Like, how? where's the treasure in this and all of that? But secondly, 
Um, how can we lead others to do the same? If your, you know, ministry gift pastoral in your leadership, then this is hard because to leave someone to bear up under this sufferance, to use sort of like King James language for a moment, is really difficult because we want to rescue people. We want to help people. We want to, you know, and maybe there's a bit of ego in that as well, not not just justice streak in a good sense sometimes it's kind of like well you know I sorted that person out or I I fixed that problem but actually we have to not leave people to bear up under it but lead people to bear up under the suffering that they're going through and so what that means is if someone you know you're a leader um, otherwise you wouldn't be listening to this and someone comes to you as they inevitably will with a challenge then our job is not to remove the challenge Our job is to help them see that there's treasure in the challenge. This is particularly hard as parents. When we have our children that we love, you know, beyond life and you see them struggle and you see them in pain or, you know, uh, fearful about a situation, everything in you wants to remove the challenge, wants you to fix it, wants you to... Um, you know, uh, save your child from ever experiencing any type of pain or any type of uh, distress. And it's a really hard um, journey to speak to yourself and say, I will not necessarily fix this, um, even though it may be within your ability to do so. I'm going to allow them to bear up under this pressure or this this distress so that they can flex their muscles, so they can flex their their resource, their internal fortitude, their grit, their grit um, and see how they do. It's like, you know, when there's a baby and what you do is you, you um, don't give them their toy, you put it just, just outside out of, reach. of reach because it's in their struggle, in their, in their stretching, that they're actually building up muscles and perseverance, looking for what they want and then persevering in order to get that. There's a joy as a parent to see a child Dig deep. Well, struggle, I say it that way because it sounds so shocking. I know, and mean. But there's a joy as a parent seeing your child struggle, comma, because. Because they're learning to overcome. Because they're learning to actually see what's inside them and realize that they've got more capability than they ever actually thought they originally had. It is exciting. The same thing we, God does with us and the same thing that we can do with others. This is not about isolation, though, because we're not saying leave people to it, nor are we saying to you as a person, hey, just just get get on and struggle by yourself. I think we can and should invite people into our challenges and invite our leaders. So for you, you know, who is the leader in your life that you're saying, hey, just letting you know, like I'm in this trial. I'm not asking you to fix it, but like, can you can you stand with me? Can you pray with me? Can I just like keep you in the loop so that we can celebrate together when the testimony comes? Uh, and then also, as a as a leader, we're not, you know, keeping people at arm's length when they're going through a trial. We're getting right on in there with them and saying, "All right, what's God saying? What's God doing?" It's definitely not about isolation. I want to make sure that's like super clear. Absolutely. 
100% true. I think what we can give to each other in terms of uh, when a challenge presents itself, let's just decide, audacious leaders, amongst ourselves, trust God. Yep. He's good. He's for us. There are certain things that are non-negotiable. They do not change. Um, No matter how difficult, no matter how overwhelming um, the trial is, um, those things will never change. God is always good. He is always for us. And he always has a plan. And that's why we can remind ourselves of James 1 where it says, consider it a sheer gift that God is actually wanting to do something in us and through us. But I wanted to ask you, Paul, if you've got a situation because we are Pentecostal people. This is who we are. We believe in the power and the presence of God. So when somebody comes up to us with a challenge, our first response is, right, we're going to pray. We're going to pray for breakthrough. We're going to pray that God does something in this situation. Sometimes, for example, what if somebody is sick and you're going, right, we're going to pray. God says, pray for the sick and nothing happens straight away. Like, how do you journey that? with the person? Well, I mean, you know, the, the, the idea of, of a process and a journey and, you know, some of those perhaps maybe even twee things that we say sometimes is, is lost when we, um, our, our expectation is so narrow because we only see an answered prayer as a, as an instant answer or instantaneous breakthrough um and so we have to change our language even when we're praying and thank god that he is healing us you know what i'm saying thank god that breakthrough that that he is protecting us that he is providing for us that that he is working on our behalf um and that's where the eyes of faith come in and i think we can do that for each other um to a to an even greater degree because we don't see it in our own lives so somebody comes up with a, a marriage difficulty and says, look, you know, this is really hard. Um, my relationship is is really bad. We need some sort of divine intervention in this situation um, for it to to kind of come to a good place. You pray. You say, right, Lord, come into this um, marriage. Come and work in the hearts of, you know, both both people and we're just believing that it, there's going to be restoration. We, be, we pray all of that and yet the person goes back into the situation and has to do Monday to Sunday just, you know, with the physical evidence of breakdown and, you know. So how do we help our people journey praying for, for breakthrough, praying for restoration, yet having to bear up under the circumstances on a daily basis? Well, I, I, I just don't think that we're limited to, um, to taking it away is the only way that we're helping. That, that's, that's a problematic way of looking at trying to help someone is I'm going to remove the thing that you're saying is challenging. We're going to pray that God does something but its its presence is not is is not sign that nothing's happening, um, and I think we have to help people understand that. And so I think we can, you know, intervention 
human intervention has still got a part to play. Absolutely. You know, if, someone, if someone's struggling in their marriage, for example, we do pray. And then we also go, hey, you know, let's, let's talk. Let's, um, have you considered this? And, and what about a different perspective and all of those kind of things? I think, and again, careful in what I'm about to say, I think we need to lower our expectations in terms of, okay, I'm going to have a conversation with a leader and then everything's going to be fine. We need to lower our expectations, but but lift our faith and our trust in God and recognize that um, all the things we said at the beginning are also true and remind each other that those things are true, which nothing good comes easy or quick or cheap. So therefore, we're going to we're going to dig deep press into God for an extra portion of patience or uh, some creative strategies on how to get help with that child that's just driving you crazy or whatever the situation is. Um, and then we're going to, we're going to work it, walk it out and, and then keep, keep going and keep exploring and, and trust God. I think um, you said... I wish it was less ethereal because I know you're trying to get like, yeah, but what is it? Like, I wish it was crystallized and it would be a formula, but I don't think it is. I think you you mentioned lowering your expectation, but I think it's actually elevating your expectation that no matter what the circumstances are, um, that God is good and he promises. um, What is that scripture? God promises in his word that he will turn all things together for good. So no matter what we're seeing, how distressing, painful, challenging that it can that it can be, that in the midst of it we know that God is present. In the midst of it we know that God is working and in, and despite what we see that he is working all things together for good. And we've got to stand on that almost you know and not really um say it well I don't see that. I don't believe that. Absolutely. We, we, we're running out of time. We've got to try and close this up because you guys have got to get into discussion. And I think for this one, um, a, a degree of vulnerability is actually going to help outwork this as a concept, uh, as, as a revelation for us. So the idea of sitting down with your leadership life group going, okay, this is what's going on in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, Force yourself to also go, okay, and this is what I think God might be saying or doing. Also having other people around you to be able to give you different perspectives. I think that's going to be the first phase of it. And then the next phase is going to be, okay, how, how discussing how we lead people. Because when Sophie asked me that question then, I was, my heart was racing. I was thinking, oh, I, don't, I don't know if I, I feel like I need the answer to, to someone's problem. But it's like in the moment, just sort of leading in a way that is understands the power of James chapter 1. That's it. Persevere, bear up under, and God is developing your spiritual muscles. He's taking your faith life to the surface. He's exposing your true colors. You don't know what you are capable of until you hit these moments. You're more stunning, um, more incredible, um, than you even imagine because God's doing a, a masterpiece in you. So let's embrace perseverance together as audacious leaders. Yeah. Your future needs you to go through what you're going through to walk into what you're going to walk into. <laughs>
I knew what I meant in my heart, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like the future of the church. The future it, of audacious church and all the vision that God has given to us needs us. It requires us it requ- yeah, to requ- persevere now because he knows what needs to be produced in us in order to walk into what he's got. That's what I meant, see? Good on you guys. Thank you for listening to this Audacious podcast. For more information, visit us online at audaciouschurch.com.